We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news. The Not A Pace Sponsor podcast has been affected by budget cuts. You can support this podcast by clicking on the Support This Podcast button on the homepage of the Not A Pace Sponsor podcast. And now, we return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm your host, Anthony Season Saul Hernandez, and today I am joined again by my co-host for the MMA Podcast, Jesus, a.k.a. Zeus. We recap everything from the US, yeah, USP, the UFC fight card on ESPN Plus and ESPN, as well as try to make sense of the MMA media machine. We kind of go off into a rant about how MMA media coverage has affected fighters and the individual storylines that help fuel the UFC machine. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as well. I'd like to guys let you guys know if you guys want to take part in the MMA podcast, I encourage all MMA fans get a hold on me uh, on Twitter. You can hop on anchor, leave me a message. I would love to take part in the podcast with the fans. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, man. It's just a couple of guys, a couple of MMA fans shooting the shit. This is the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? We are back with another episode of the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Season Saul Hernandez, and I am joined again by my co-host, Jesus, a.k.a. Zeus. We had a lovely, lovely weekend the UFC had made its debut on ESPN, ESPN Plus to be exact, and uh, we're going to sit here and talk about what we saw. Also, I don't know if you got a chance to see the uh, Pacquiao-Broner fight. Did you get a chance to watch um, it? Um, I saw the highlights because I wasn't wasting my time watching that fight. Yeah. Did you... Um, it was, stu- it was no. stupid, like... Like I saw the the post fight interview and it's like, oh my god! Like, what is he smoking? <laughs> yeah. So after the uh, the ESPN after the ESPN Plus fights, I don't even see. I'm I'm gonna have to get used to how do I, or excuse me, I'm gonna have to get used to how I refer to these UFC on ESPN cards because some of them are on ESPN, some of them are on ESPN Plus. In this case, we had. What was it? The early prelims that were on plus then the fight night portion, which was on TV, the prelims and then the ESPN plus main main card. Pardon me. Um, but yeah, once the uh, once the main event was over, I switched over to the uh, to the boxing match. And uh, it was a bit of a I want to say a snooze fest, but Pacquiao really didn't land like he landed maybe like three or four haymakers on Broner. Other than that, it was just like a. Like flurries, you know, like Pacquiao is known for his flurries, but they were nowhere near as accurate or devastating as the Pacquiao, you know, as the Pacquiao. Before, that, like, yeah, like like when he fought De La Hoya or Cotto, exactly. And then the flurries. Yeah. Um, I actually like how UFC looked on ESPN. To be honest with you, bro, I think it looked better than it looked than than on Fox, man. Yeah, the pace the pacing was really good. At you know, for the first time in a very long time, I sincerely felt that i wasn't like nothing felt rush nothing felt too out of whack the pacing was good the fights were coming on at a steady 
you know, a steady pace. The only um, knock that I had was the transition from the prelims, no, the early prelims into the prelims because there was, um, I think, the several college basketball games going on at that time when the uh, when the early prelims ended. And um, what they did was they kind of had, like, they were flipping through channels. Like, at first it was on ESPN Deportes, and then they moved it over to ESPN, and, you know, it was a little confusing yeah. at first. Everybody was on Twitter like, yo, where do I watch the fight? Where's the fight? Where's the fight? Yeah, you know? but... Um... They're going to get the hang of it, but I'm talking about, like, the optics. Like, damn, I don't want to sound like part of the sheet, but it just looked better on ESPN. Yeah, it had a really good feel. Um, yeah, it felt good. With it being on ESPN, one thing I will say is that there's going to be some growing pains. And by growing pains, yes. I mean... Yes. By growing pains, I mean having having commentators come on who aren't as familiar with the sport as we may like. And for those of you guys who know exactly who I'm talking about, Mr. Stephen A. Smith being yeah, on camera. But, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a slippery slope, the topic yeah. you, what you want to get into. Yeah, so because... it's like there's a, you, we're going to see a lot of, you know, like we're going to see a lot of, you know, Ariel Hawani on first, you know, like basically leading up to this card, that, that was what they were doing. It was a lot of Ariel Hawani on first take. Ariel Hawani, uh, you know, like he, he's basically having to walk through or, excuse me, walk the other ESPN talent down the mixed martial arts road. And I'll be the first to say I, I've never really been a big Stephen A. Smith fan. I've clowned him on several occasions at work. Um, yeah, I'm not I've never really been a big fan. I will say this, I will give him credit is that he made every effort to allow the UFC talent to kind of feed him the information that he needed to know. You know, he didn't if anything, he actually predicted the main event because he was the one that said that he was concerned about T uh, TJ Dillshaw's jaw with the weight cut. And yes. sure enough, when, when Henry Cejudo clipped him and he dropped, the first thing I had, like, a, like I closed my eyes, and the first thing I saw was Stephen A. Smith looking down at me with disapproving eyes. All right. Here, here's the thing when it comes with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, he, uh, okay, I don't want to sound like, I don't want to sound like the sheep and, you know, oh, this guy's riding the ESPN jock, but... I actually like Stephen A. Smith as a personality. Okay. And as like I said, you, I, I don't take it away. Take Listen, you got people out there that like Dan Lombard. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Yeah, you know, like there's, well, there's, con there's controversial figures in ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Whether you have your Stephen A. Smith. Well, Even Max Kellerman from time to time, he gets a little, um, a little off the chain. Yeah, yeah, Max is crazy. But the thing about – one thing I like about Stephen A. Smith is that he respects the art of sport, meaning – if he don't know about a sport, he's not going to – like, he doesn't over-talk Ariel. That's yeah, what yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. He, that's what I was saying is that he really – I put a tweet out basically saying that he really let the MMA talent – because he was on with Michael Bisping. He was on with Ariel Helwani. He was also on with – um, what was it? Daniel Cormier and John Anik. 
and he really allowed them to just kind of walk him through it you know what i'm saying and then his personality actually gave you know like his you know he's got a bit of you know he's got a personality to him which is what people then, find attractive of Stephen a you know so he was able to then just kind of jump on what they were saying and just hype it up even more Giannis, he's bringing a uh a, a, a uh my bad i got a list so kind of some hard it's words. all good man pronounce like he's making the sport more legit than it was, kind of, because he's bringing in fans that that want to see Stephen A. Smith. And then once you start hearing Michael Bisbee and DC going, these guys have mag uh, magnetic personalities that you might start looking for stuff that they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I want the fighters to get paid more money. In order for the fighters to get paid more money, you're gonna need that to publicity. Go yeah, you're gonna need that level of publicity. I want Cyborg, I want Amanda Nunes to make $15 million a fight. I want Conor McGregor to make $50 million a fight. I want Nate Diaz to make $30 million a fight. I want these guys to make that amount of money because what they do, like TJ, for example, TJ is a perfect example. How much money, all right, I'm not going to say he ruined his legacy, but you know, now people are going to throw that to his face all the time. So how much money did he actually make to ruin his life's work? You're right. You're right. You get what I, I'm to say? I, I think, yeah, I, I think like basically the the general philosophy here with ESPN and the UFC's partnership is it takes a village to raise a child. The Fox powerhouse did not lend themselves to the UFC machine, even though the UFC did see a lot of success with Fox. But now with ESPN... Even, you know, for instance, Ariel Hawani getting clowned on, on Dan Levitard's show. All this publicity, good and bad, because you do have some people at ESPN that could care less about the UFC. Uh, you remember yeah, when Joe Rogan went how, on? Uh, yeah, but how, how, how do you feel about Ariel, to be honest? Like, I think Ariel is, is, a, bad, is, is a bad person to have as your MMA journalist. Cause he's I a, mean, he's, he's not there... What 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 what's your reason for not really enjoying Ariel? I'll let you speak. He's he's a chatty patty. How? Like he's one of the, he's one of those he's one of those kids that used to get beat up in school because they talk too much. I like, I will say I this. It? It's like I appreciate Shale a whole much more than I appreciate um Ariel. I will say this. Ariel's a bit of um I guess like a drama. Like he looks for the drama. The incident and, 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 in which the incident in which he got let go or booted from the UFC event for releasing the Brock Lesnar thing, um, you know, like that, I didn't see. Um, I didn't appreciate yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought that was a bit in excess of the UFC of letting him go. But one thing I will say this is that Ariel. This is like it's not, and it's not necessarily on Ariel's part. He's doing his job as an MMA journalist to get the scoop, okay? And I get that, but the way he does it, sometimes it makes you cringe. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a rabble rouser. He's a ra He's I definitely think, a rabble rouser. I think I don't care what Ariel, because whatever he say, I think Ariel's in it for Ariel. Of course he is. Could, of course he is. Exactly. So that, I don't like that. He's disingenuous. 
Because he tells people, oh, you know, I sacrificed my career. Yo, my nigga, stop it, five. Because just people, people like basically the way I look at it is this. I forgot which fighter it was. He had him on the Ariel Hawan. He had him on a show. And I forgot who it was. I wish I could go back and find it. But the fighter basically said this. Oh, the reason I didn't like you is because when we spoke, I thought we were friends. He has a way of speaking to fighters and other MMA people as if they're friends. And that leads UFC fighters and UFC insiders to drop their guard and they might say something that should not be said. Now, what has taken away some of that thunder from him is that now the UFC and the media as a whole, they kind of transformed into like, I wouldn't say clickbaity environment, but <clears throat> what happened with Ariel, what what made a lot of people hate Ariel is because they made it like Ariel, he had a habit of befriending people and then using that friendship to air out and create and stir the pot. Remember Rampage Jackson? When he yes. broke, you know, he caused the breakup with, you know, he actually cost him, a, a, I think, a couple million dollars or something like that too, a girlfriend and a couple and million a dollars, yeah, and, and a marriage, and a marriage. I think, I think he got, he got divorced because okay. of that. Okay, but, but um, no. Besides that, how can I say like he creates narratives and he yeah. pushes it, yeah, and, of course. and then it's like, it's like, it's like people believe him. Like he has like this, like you know, people, but but like he has this spot in MMA media that people just like, like he he created Kobe Covington. Like if he didn't never gave him the the platform to spew his, his 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 bullshit and lies, you get me? He won't have the platform. And then he I've... keeps doing that, and, and then he creates so much heat. He creates so much heat behind behind the scenes. I that, feel like now oh, I'm listening. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, but it's like he creates so much heat with certain people that that they don't throw it out there, but it's out there. And then it's like when you a fighter move a certain type of way like a certain type yeah. of honor it's just like, it, but like the but like, it, but his yeah. his impact has been kind of nullified because like i said the fighters are now taking it upon themselves to air out things that they want to be you know like the i noticed that the fighters are now much more in control and much more knowledgeable on how they approach uh ariel on his show you know what i'm saying yeah, so and and then what pisses me off is like he pushes the narrative. Oh, we're supposed we should see K- Khabib counter too. Come on. Oh yeah, I mean, real. he has like, his in here. He has inherent bias. Like, if it's one thing that I cannot stand is the Connor bias. And and, and let's be honest. And he kind of used the Connor bias to like keep his status above. You know, like when he. When 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 Connor decided to give him the exclusive interview and all that stuff and you know it was like a heart to heart that Connor and Ariel were having and Connor like professed his undying love for Ariel. You notice Connor hasn't been on since. Yeah, because it's been his father. Yeah, you know it's it's, it's been his it's been his father, right. Connor's father, that comes it, on the show now. Why why does why does Connor's father should have a place in MMA in the MMA world? Period. But is his this, this is, yeah. Trainer? Uh, but it's just you know it does because he his father's a 
His father's I mean, a he has bro. he has wrestlers. He has wrestlers on his show. You know, he had Becky Lynch on the other day. Listen, I'm not hating on Ariel's flow. Um, what I was bro, trying to say I is am. like, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Yo, I don't like that guy. I, I feel like what, he he he's he's scummy. I feel like he's scummy. What like, made like, for me personally, what made Ariel a little bit cringy was the period of Conor McGregor. And what well, like because like the, I don't even count the Brock Lesnar stuff. A lot of people always said that yeah, Ariel's a weasel. I thought the UFC punishment for what happened with the Brock, the first Brock Lesnar fight, I thought that was a little unfounded. I think they jumped the gun, but I think really what kind of made me cringy towards Ariel was the um, he's a smart man and his MMA knowledge is unparalleled. Get that. The only thing I didn't like was the like basically when Connor got into the picture when Connor became big time. Everything was Connor. Everything had like, oh, well, let's bring, you know, like, you know, it just made, you know, like he'll, he'll go with a narrative and then he'll make you be like, you know, he was the original one that propped that, that prop, uh, proposed that question. Well, how good is Connor? If this is going on, just makes you think about Connor, right? If that's going on, just makes you be think, you know, like, and that, shit, exactly. that shit exactly. got annoying. But then, and then, and then, and then well, it's like, it's not fair because, because the me, because you're supposed to, you, you should be unbiased. For example, T TJ Dillashaw is one of my favorite fighters, right? Okay. He got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked. It wasn't a it, it, it wasn't a, a a fast a fast stoppage. I'm sorry. He wasn't doing anything. He was just getting punched in the face. It's you just like you need to do something. Try to hold. I'm not mad at the stoppage, and we'll get we'll get more into the to the to the ESPN uh in Brooklyn card. I'm not mad at the stoppage, but in a championship fight. You know what? Let TJ take a couple extra hits. If that's what it's going to be to make the decision that much more convincing, you know, like it was I, just like I'm not I, mad at the stoppage. I'm happy for TJ that he gets to walk away relatively unscathed because he gets to come back quicker. Um, but in a championship fight, I feel like you know what? It's one of those like you you shouldn't be stopping that fight on time. You're either going to stop no, it blatantly too soon or you're going to stop it a little late. You know what I'm saying? And I felt yeah. like the referee stopped it like I'm not mad at the stoppage, but I'm like, damn, man, I wish I would. I, I wish I could have seen a little bit more because the main event was just a little too short for me to enjoy. Bro, I wanted bro, to see more. That's T all. TJ's my is my one B. TJ's my one B. Remember last week? TJ's yeah. my one B. But he was he wasn't he lost that fight when he had to do the weight cut. You know, he, it, he lost the fight doing the weight cut because he got hit in back of the ear. Yeah, it's just it's just equilibrium. It, it got, it got, he I mean, he, he got rocked. Yeah, he got rocked. He was tossed around. I mean, it's just, it's hard because no, like. No, 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 no. Have you ever sparred or have you ever boxed or anything? No. All right. When you get hit sometimes in back of the ear, you, you have your set, you can have your senses, but you won't have your. your I mean, your I've fallen on my head several times. I've fallen it's on my like, head like, heavy several times. I used to skateboard. I've had uh, okay. concussions so based perfect. on skateboarding. Per Perfect. The same thing. When you used to fall, sometimes you know you fell and you know what happened, but it's kind of hard to get up, right? Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't get up when I fell. When I, I mean, my most, the the injury that I sustained when I stopped skateboarding was because I went literally skull first into concrete and. Oh no, no, no. that's yeah. that's kind of like a, a, a power driver. No, but what, what, what I'm trying to say, sometimes when you get hit in back of the ear, uh huh, and and mind you, TJ. They didn't have enough. Um, they didn't have enough like hydration in his body, bro. I, because when he got hit back in his ear, he lost his footing. He, yo, we could have gave him 
15 more seconds, that doesn't he wasn't gonna gain it back. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Like it was a, yeah, it was a wrap. Yeah, it was a wrap. You know, like you're basically saying that it, it was it wasn't gonna get any better for him from that point. That point it wasn't because it's different when your body's hydrated and you look good. How he looked at 135. You yeah. See when Cody hit him, when Co- and, and and I Henry won the fight, but I put money that Henry doesn't hit harder than Cody. I mean, it just yeah. I mean, just it wasn't the the, the cards were stacked against TJ, and like I said. For me, the fight was stopped at the perfect time because you get you put the fight in the slow mo treatment. You you put the fight in slow mo treatment, and it all makes sense. You know, you see. Yo, bro, he got he got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked. And it sucks, you know. And it sucks because I, I just, for me personally, the reason why I did not like the stoppage was not because I felt it was too soon. It was just because I wanted to see more. I don't know if as if if more was gonna be TJ getting his ass beat. I'm not a I'm not a fight scientist. I'm not a I don't analyze. You know, like I, I'm not. I don't know if you know. Sometimes, you know, for instance, what was it? Andre Arlovsky versus Travis Brown, where yeah. Arlovsky got dropped, and if it was gonna be a stoppage, it was gonna be when his face hit the mat, and somehow he got up, and then he came back and he beat the shit out of Travis Brown, and he got the the knockout. Bro. Rumble in DC won. When when Rumble hit DC with that left, you thought it was over. Yeah. But but you see the difference how these guys they got up and they did something, they hugged, they tried to do do something. Yeah, TJ it was, was for TJ was yeah, TJ was on the ground. The face. That's it. Like punch in the face. They didn't stop it. Cause if you would have done move something, give give his back. I'm not trying five. How about you? Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, I agree with you 100 percent on it, you know. And but do you want to see it at thir- at thir- at 35? Yeah, yeah. TJ and Harry, it's too late. Listen, it's it's a wrap. A win's a win. It's in the record books. You can't overturn it. The referee stopped it. It goes in the record books. The, oh. Despite however we feel about it, now it goes to 35. Now I it goes see to 35. It at 35. I think it's a, it will be a whole different fight at 35. But again, because that, Cejudo. Cejudo look gargantuan compared to TJ, like even in the octagon like that. He's, TJ said that he was at his same fighting weight, um, that he was at his same fighting weight that he is when he's at his normal weight class, but I didn't see it. I saw Henry Cejudo gargantuan, a giant Henry Cejudo just pushing around, almost like Fedor. When he, remember we were talking about it last week when Fedor was tossing Chael yeah. around. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. just like a big man tossing a little man around. That's the way I saw it. Uh- and you know what? I'm happy for Henry. He's getting all this power. You saw that with Nikki Bella? Yeah. Yeah, he getting all this Shoot your shot, players. Shoot your shot. But you you know who's getting the short end of the stick out of all this, right? Who? Joey, Joey Benavides. <sighs> well. He's getting the short end of the stick. Because didn't he beat Sahulio? Twice? Yeah. You know, just that he, you know, he chose to, he's, he's retiring, you know? He's going off into he's, the, you know, he's he did get the short end of the. It's just, you know, he's retiring. You know, he's got a lot going on. Uh, he basically said, I don't know if you saw the uh, the interview with him on UFC Unfiltered, that he wants a regular job. Yeah. He wants to have a regular job. You know, he's actually applying See, to become a, a lineman for like a telephone company. He likes. He just wants to have a regular job where he can get a pension. And that's- and and that's what I'm trying to say. If it takes Stephen A. Smith 
to be up there for these guys not to have to do that after you put your whole most of your dope life into this giving your body your mind your soul your family you missed you missed birthdays christenings christmases to do this and yeah. you gotta go get a job in a telephone company bro you know and this is uh you know to to enhance you know i'm actually going to say this to support your um your theory on e, you know Stephen a we need to kind of get away from this blame uncle dana thing we have to get away from it because the real ufc fighters that make the money for this company you hear it and i was a interview that i was listening to last week with tyron woodley and i forgot it was i think it was probably on the uh, the mma hour with uh the MMA show with Ariel Hamani, where Ariel was like harp, you know, again, Ariel in typical Ariel fashion, painting a narrative of Tyrone Woodley versus Dana White. Dana White. <laughs> okay. And Tyron Woodley said this, listen, they got to do what they're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to, you know, like you could kind of hear in Tyrone Woodley's voice, like, listen, I got my fight coming up with Kamaru Usman. Whatever happens after that's going to happen, I got to trust. You know, that's not me. I would have loved to fight Colby Covington, but it's not me. This is what's going on. I'm a company. You know, like he basically, without saying it, he basically admitted he's a company man. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not. that's nothing against Tyron Woodley. That's nothing against Tyron Woodley. But we have to get away from this thing like, oh, Dana doesn't know what he's doing. Dana doesn't, you know, like Dana's, you know, this is stupid. Killing off the flyweights, this is stupid. You see, like, these little narratives that, like, get painted on these MMA shows, like, these little MMA shows, these interviews. You know, like, Ariel Hawani will be the first one to be like, oh, you know, this is stupid that, you know, that you're going to, that, that Dana's planning on killing the the the, the flyweight division. And these narratives, they get painted, and, and they're, everybody's like, oh, well, Dana's stupid. Dana, you don't think Dana knows how we feel? about his company okay this is this is his livelihood dana white whether he wants the job or not is the face of the ufc and when there's drama surrounding it he is going to use the drama to try to propel the sport because it doesn't matter that the sport has crazy media look at the greg hardy experiment look at the greg look at the cm punk experiment you know these were stupid ideas as a fan, we didn't like it, but it brought the attention to the sport. And whether it was yeah. bad publicity or good publicity, depending on which side of the coin you're on, it bring you know Dana is a master at turning these that you know you know you, Vince McMahon said that he did not purchase the UFC because he couldn't manufacture storylines. Dana has done Dana and the Fertitas and everybody that's involved in UFC matchmaking. Have they are very skilled at crafting these storylines. It may not be the storyline that we want, but in almost pro wrestling fashion, there's always going to be a heel in some storyline, and there's always going to be the uh, the baby face. There's always going to you, you're either going to have your baby face, you're going to have your heel, you're going to have your journeyman, you're going to have all these stories, and we have to kind of start accepting that whatever happens in the UFC, we have no control over. We got to just let it happen. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And stop blaming Dana 
for the mishaps of like you see what's going on with Kobe Covington now. He went so far down the rabbit hole. He's and now gave, and, and, he, and who, get, and who, who gave, gave the platform? The platform. Exactly. Because, exactly. All right. When when Kobe when, when 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 Kobe Covington is on a TV show that millions of people watch, saying Dana's mad at me because one of his side chicks, while while this man is married, my man, you don't do that shit. You so, just don't do that. And, and then Ariel gives him like the platform. First of all, we we all know Kobe's running. We all know Kobe's running because why he ain't take it the fight when Till took the fight. Everybody knows he's running. He just wants to like 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 stay in the spotlight. And if he loses, he loses the spotlight because all the trash. See, like Connor Connor worked because he was kicking ass. It's just like I understand. You- like, you see, like just... Alec, like Alex Hernandez got that, he, he got that memo yeah. this weekend. But you know what it is? Bro. But see, Alex Hernandez will bounce back because he's not taking out his loss on Dana White. See, the thing is, fighters, they're so critical of Dana White. You, you could tell who's yeah. going to last long in the UFC and who really isn't because the fighters, even with all the bullshit that Tyron Woodley says about how the UFC doesn't get behind him and this and that he's just saying the ufc as a whole he doesn't like to stay too long in the realm of dana is a piece of shit for not you know because he knows that at the end of the day he's gonna get his fight and he's probably gonna win his fight he's gonna get the paycheck and the story just continues you you know know what i'm saying and and the thing about his numbers don't lie everybody's complaining about the bantamweight division why nobody bought the pay-per-view why, why nobody watched it when it was free on Fox and they got the lowest ratings like in the history? You talking about when DJ was around? Why you ain't watch it? Now that he's cutting it, oh, it's so unfair. The, you, the, these guys want to create a narrative. You know who's who's guilty of this shit too? Luke Thomas. Like right oh, now, I, I, guys, I, 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 with all due respect, Luke, I just, it's not my, it was, he was my cup of tea when he was working together with Ariel. When they separated... But, I, I no longer like, I can no longer listen to the show. I feel like if there's one thing that it, triggers me the most with Luke Thomas, and this is only with Luke Thomas, Luke Thomas is the kind of guy that will go on his podcast and say some shit to the effect that and I'm not quote please, I'm not quoting Luke Thomas. So for you guys that are out there that like him, uh do you boo boo. That's on you. All right. Um it's a free crunch. Like Luke Thomas is the kind of guy that would sit there and say John Jones on steroids is like, or getting, you know, the whole shit with John Jones being caught with the, the, the picograms, he'll be the first to be saying, oh, this is completely suspect with USADA and da 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 And, you know, this is, this is just a really, it brings the USADA's question, you know, credibility into question. And then not even like 10 hours later, you'll read his Twitter and he'll be like, oh, you know, people need to not make the story of John Jones and this picogram thing their life's work. People need to not yeah, like, be too... But, like, motherfucker, you just said, like, you, you're the one that brought the story to light. You're the one that's given us your two cents. So if you're going to give us your fucking two cents on, on, like, John Jones or Conor McGregor throwing a dolly through a fucking thing, don't, don't fucking put on... Excuse my French, man. I'm, I'm like, a little hot because th- it's really just with Luke Thomas that does this shit. Not even Ariel does this. Luke <laughs> Thomas be the first motherfucker that would sit there and say, yo... 
what what Connor done is I mean it's just absolutely pathetic and it's it's, it's unbelievable, irreprehensible, uh, irreprehensible, and the, the picograms and John Jones and then the fact that Usada is backtracking. You know what about Frank Mir? You know he'd be the first motherfucker to perpetuate the storyline, and then you go on his Twitter and be like, you know what? Just because you people feel like John Jones cheated or not doesn't mean this, you need to stop acting like this is your life work, like this is your life's work. Like motherfucker, then don't then don't talk about it. If you don't want to hear, if you don't want to see what we're putting up on Twitter, if you don't want to see what we're talking about on the podcast, then you don't fucking report it because we all looking at you for the information, and you giving yeah. us your two cents with the fucking information, and you get mad when we give you our fucking two cents. You know who I like, um, and even though he's a big kind of dick writer, Brendan. I like Brendan sometimes because Brendan tells you I'm not a journalist. My only he thing about you, I'm not a yeah, that's the thing though. It yeah. kind of hurts him it, for me. It hurts him a little bit because Brendan, hey, he got it. He has he, but he see. Okay, I give. I'm gonna give him credit. Brendan back has to backtrack quite a bit when he says things because he's another one. He's very flip floppy. Like you know when he yeah, said but, that. But, you know, like but, he said that he wasn't can... really down with Israel Adesanya. And remember, like, and, and Israel Adesanya and Dana White were kind of jumping down Brendan Schaub's throat. Yeah, but, but the thing about it is because Brendan is a fighter. So he looks at it different. Yeah, yeah. he look, yeah. And, and that's what I was going to say. And, and pro- and but he sees I respect holes. him. I respect Pro- him. He... I respect him because when he makes a stupid comment, he's got people there. Like his, you know, he's got a. A, a safety net of people like Joe Rogan. He's got his people that tell him like they get in his ear and say, "Listen, um, what you said is stupid." You know what I'm saying? We need you, oh, you like know, it. You, and then he'll walk you know it back, and then you know he'll clarify the statement. But it's other. Yeah, continue. That's you know that's who, my you, know who, you know who else I like? I like Rob, Robin Black. Oh, Robin Black is f- hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, but you know what? I like him. He's truly unbiased because he's talking to you about the fighting. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, for instance, like, did you, man, I, I hate to, cause it's, it's really, it's starting to sound like I'm starting, even though I respect Ariel for his work, I'm, I'm going to bring up another incident and I feel bad because Ariel and Luke Thomas are going to get the butt end of these, um, cr- criticisms more than any of the other reporters because they exhibit it the most. Ariel had the, um, what was it? The show that he had last week with Brett Akimoto and what's his face? Where they all sat around like a little round. T- I don't know if you heard. Did you see? The, did you hear the show yeah, that they had? Nah, 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 I, I saw it online, but I ain't really watch it. I don't really okay. like watching Ariel because I want. So play. Ariel had a show uh, last week. It was with Brett Akimoto and uh, Wagenheim, and the three of them had like a bit of a round table discussing the UFC's merge with ESPN and things like that, and you know. For all intensive purposes, the Greg Hardy storyline, this is just one example. The Greg Hardy storyline had already come and gone, okay? The details surrounding this event between Greg Hardy and his situation coinciding with Rachel Ostevich and her situation, it was, by the time that this show aired between Ariel Akamoto and Wagenheim, the details were all like all the questions that we had about fucking Greg Hardy and Rachel Ostevich and Paige Vincent, they were all answered. Okay. Greg Hardy was already slated to go on that card. Uh, and then Rachel was slotted after the incident pertaining to her domestic violence 
happen after Greg Hardy was already put on the card. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, I, I, so hold on, hold on. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Bro. Sorry. Explain, explain that whole Rachel Osmond situation. Long story I, short, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just the, the she was a victim of domestic her husband. So you know, right. uh, is her is her husband a fighter? Yes. Uh, it was pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty bad. I'm not sure if if you didn't get a chance to research uh, the situation. No, 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 because uh, I'm saying, um, I don't, I don't believe like anybody. I believe we should be way harsher with domestic violence than we are right now. It's like yes. if you go to jail, if you go to jail for for having a little bit of a narcotic on you, you should go to jail for touching a woman. Point blank, period. Like, no, of course. Like, like, I, and and like, like I said, like, but the, the, that's the thing. The opinions regarding domestic violence are separate from the facts of the case, right? So yeah, exactly. Greg Hardy, exactly. So, Greg Hardy, despite his situation, he, he had already had a couple of fights on the Contender Series and was awarded a slot on the ESPN Brooklyn card. Okay? Rachel Ostovich was added after the fact, and then she had no, her no, incident no. with the... Dom- what, I, what, I, what I meant to ask was, sorry. It's okay. When did it happen? When did the Rachel Osterwitz situation happen? Did it happened. It, happen? it happened after she, I think they had already put her on the card. So her okay, and him, so I think they were they were already they they pretty much were already in the process of finalizing the card, and then the situation happened, and then she so was basically nobody nobody knew that this was gonna happen. Yeah, this was yeah. So this, this, basically, the card was already pretty much almost finalized. Okay. So, so then this 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 dirt bag. That laid a hand on this beautiful woman, ruins it, right? And instead of talking about him, what he did, you want to talk about what somebody else did, and then he has a victim that probably this victim doesn't want to hear her whole situation get played out again on the in the media. You get me? Whatever happened about that? Like, what are you like, talking about, right. Rachel? No, no, no. Uh, Greg Hardy's victim. Oh no, right? no. Okay, this, so. I mean, the situation with that is that she just never came back to court. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we can't really... No, no, what I'm saying is, why not talk about the dirtbagness of Rachel's husband? Oh, well, that's because the the reason why nobody's talking about it is because it's pending litigation. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't... All, you know, all we have is what was published. There was a... I think there was, like, some audio about, you know, him saying that he was going to kill... Like, it's just hard because you can't... You're... By... Speaking too much, like Bro, she, she even said she basically even said, "Listen, because of course, Ariel Hawani again. I'm sorry, was trying to get her to divulge the information pertaining uh, and, to and the assault." My, and that, and that's what I'm getting to my point that I'm trying to make is that it, this is a sensitive topic for the victims. So why keep putting it in the media? Imagine this poor girl trying to get ready for a fight, and this is what everybody's talking about is how. How, how she's a victim of domestic abuse. That might have been the reason she, she got her arm broke. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's like, bro, the it, like you cannot just keep replaying re, re it for clicks. These are yeah. people's lives. So it, exactly you know I mean? in the same breath, gonna I'm gonna backtrack now to what I was talking about the Ariel, the little round table that I was talking about. You you're you're hitting it right on the point. Ariel Hawani decided to bring up Greg Hardy again. And decided to remind the entire world that he himself had said that this was a very tone-deaf decision to bring Greg Hardy onto the 
card, especially after everything that had happened with uh, Rachel Ostovich. And the other two, Akamoto and, and Jeff, they basically looked at Ariel and they were just like, you know, like, we're basically regurgitating the same thing. Okay, we get it. Greg Hardy has a, pen, you know, like he has a prior conviction of domestic violence. We get it, Ariel. Yes, it's tone deaf, but we cannot continue covering Greg Hardy and bringing up the same shit over and over. over it's and not over. new. It's not new news. Okay, the the Greg Hardy drama had already played itself out when the UFC announced that they were giving him a contract. This is before the UFC Brooklyn thing. Everybody was losing their shit, okay? We knew Greg Hardy was going to fight. It just so happens that the card was already finalized. Yes, is it a little tone deaf? Yes, okay, but we get it. It's too late. We're here now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Right now, I might sound very anti-PC. Well, what well, I just said I there was very anti-PC. So for the record, before oh, you continue, okay. <laughs> I do not condone domestic violence. I'm not saying this in Greg I Hardy's think, defense. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying the reason why I'm bringing up the Greg Hardy situation is just I'm bringing it in ret just in a reference to how storylines are continuously brought up. And it's almost like we the fans have to pay the price. We the fans end up being the ones that feel guilty for wanting to watch a fight. Okay, when John Jones hit the pregnant lady... We were constantly reminded about what a piece of shit John Jones was. When Conor McGregor threw the dolly in the window and injured some of those UFC fighters, we were constantly reminded over and over and over again how shitty Conor McGregor is as a human being, okay? And then it, it kind of makes us feel guilty for wanting to support the UFC when there's one or two shitty people that compete for the company ruining it for, for everybody else that we support. That's all I'm saying. All right. So it has nothing to do with domestic okay. violence. I don't condone it. Continue. Okay. Okay. Right now, I'm going to say that I don't condone domestic violence. If you hit a woman, you should be in jail for five years. Permanent period, permanent period. But, okay. Now, my point being is, wouldn't you like to see Greg Hardy get beat up? I mean, of course. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. That's what, but that's, what I, that's, that's the thing. The, everybody knows that the reason why Greg Hardy was put in this position was to see him get his. Okay, Greg Hardy. So, so, so it's it's so, a win-win so, so. situation. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, Greg Hardy yeah. wins, we get to see this monster that nobody cares for, nobody likes, continue on this redemption story oh, that he it's a that story you know line. yeah exactly. It's a story line. So if story Greg Hardy line. wins, like the way we both picked him to win, even though he got disqualified. Um, if he wins, we get to see this story go on. We get to see this little redemption story go on, okay? It just so happened that karma came, and he ended up doing what he did. And But even even though that he lost, they, I, I said it from, I, listen, the second that Greg Hardy lost, I put it on Twitter. I said, don't y'all think that just because Greg Hardy lost via illegal knee that this is the end of the greg hardy story if anything I, now honestly, now this puts greg hardy in the back of dana's pocket and the next time dana white needs a little bit of drama to sell a card let me pull out that little greg yeah, hardy card and yeah. slip him in here and let's continue this narrative now if he screws up we'll just treat it like the cm project and we'll let him go well, and that's well, it like okay like um and you said the counter incident i think the counter incident was staged by the ufc i mean I won't get into it conspiracies. Got, it, I mean, it was just like the, it just it whether just it was got out of hand. yeah, it just got out of hand. whether it yeah. was whether it was staged, whether it was not staged. It just got out of hand. 
right? was just and a then, case of it was a case of the storyline being shoved down our throats and us being and, made feel like we are guilty of supporting Conor McGregor or John Jones, even yeah, though I don't support yeah, either of them. Yeah, no, no, and then and then the John Jones storyline is like it it goes to speak about like you said that John Jones fans have to put up so much just to be his fans. Yeah, it's, it's like it, it, and to, Conor McGregor's getting to that point. Nate Diaz fans, Conor McGregor fans, John yeah, Jones. Fans. Yeah. It's becoming very exhausting to be fans of these fighters. Yeah, so that so then it's like, but the Greg back to the Greg, Greg Hardy. We saw that to be honest, he's good for a round. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we all he's knew good that. For a round. I mean, he there's no he's good for a round. The the nah, one that I feel I, bad for this, I, I, I feel bad for Dean Thomas that I had to take time to train him and then for it to go down because Dean Thomas is not a bad dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, but, but, and, but honestly, I, honestly, I think that knee was a mistake. I, I like, 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 I'm sorry. These most of these guys been fighting. For I think how yeah. Long? I think it was an amateur move. I think, I think as a fighter, I kind of. One thing I said when I saw Greg Hardy walk out into the to the octagon was, "Man, does your boy look dead? Your boy had dead eyes. Okay, there was no life. There was no. I don't know what was going on in his head. I don't know I, what, I what, he, what. I think he was scared. I think he was scared for the first time in his life. For the first time in his life, he was he was going against a person that was that was physically as yeah, because you're going you're going from him. like a borderline." Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, sorry about that. I thought my computer completely shut off on me. You're going from like fighting in a freaking closet or a locker room amongst maybe 20, 30 guys to fighting in a sold-out Barclays arena. And yes, he played football, but the fans are very far away. You know what I'm saying? Now this is very up. It's, everything is up close and personal. Everything. But, but, but it's, not, it's not even that. You cannot correlate being athletic in sports than... Being a boxer, I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Correlate being an MMA fighter, like for example, like like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, right? This kid been practicing karate since what he was five. Yeah. Right. There's there's no athletic ability that's gonna be able to make you make do that jump. You get me? The only person that can actually do that jump is a fighter. Yeah. A high fight IQ that been fight fighting for how long has Tyron really been fighting? Yeah, I sincerely feel that it, Greg Hardy like, was like scared. I think he was I, scared, bro. I, I sincerely feel that in the in the in the moment, I feel because Alan Crowder was taunting him and was basically kind of giving Greg Hardy the "you ain't shit" treatment. I feel like Greg Hardy then. The inexperienced fighter, not Greg Hardy, the domestic abuse, uh, the guy who committed an act of domestic violence. I feel like Greg Hardy, the inexperienced fighter, finally got to a point where Alan Crowder was on the floor and he saw a way to finish and not even thinking. It was like, this is the end. You know, like, and he... No, he... honestly, I, I honestly, I don't even think it's that. I, I think it was... It was part of his combination that he was working on, and they told him, "Okay, if he's like this, he might do this. When he does this, you do this." And then he might have saw saw the the repetition, like the movement. Yeah, yeah, he probably yeah. How how he practiced it, and he went to shoot it. 
because he probably thought that Alan Crowder was going to stand up, and then Alan Crowder never stood up, and then lo and behold, the the knee came. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's like let's let's give him another shot to get his ass kicked. You get me? Yeah. We saw he belongs in in the regional circuit. He still belongs in the regional circuit, but you know they want to give him. Yeah, he's an early. Listen, I mean, I I want to believe that he's going to be an early prelims guy, but. He, he, they won't put him in the early prelims. They'll probably put him on a fight night, probably first fight of the night. That's where he's going to be. You know, but, but he'll he be like in, in the, he'll he be in a preliminary card. The, yeah, he he needs to be in the lower circuit, need, but it's not going to happen because it's too late. Yeah, he's got a contract. It's like it's the same shit they should have done with CM Punk. They We're going to see him again. We're going to see him again on ESPN, but it's going to be the first fight of the night, and they're just going to get it out of the way. That's what they're going to do to I, him. You, you, did you see that kid? Uh, um, damn, man. I'm not gonna remember his name. Which card? Name. On the on the ESPN card, two hundred five. That he used to be a football player. He played in the Arena Football League. Uh, uh, black dude. Ooh, fuck, man. I gotta use my Google's. Give me one second. That he knocked the guy out. That he fought a a Brazilian dude. You said UFC 205? They, they, they fought at 205. The weight. Oh. Uh, uh, you said he played AFL player He fought a Brazilian UFC. dude. He fought a Brazilian dude that was like 6'4". And he was like 5'9". 5'10", something like that. It was it this year? Uh, this past year? Yeah, uh, yeah this weekend. Oh, man. I don't know. I won't. I, I won't have time to Google it all. But if when we do get oh, his bad. name, but he, yo, dude, dude looks serious. He knocked dude. He knocked a a Brazilian dude out. Uh, Alonzo Menfield. Oh, okay. So you did you see that fight? He fought the Brazilian dude. I don't remember if I, I don't remember if I caught it or not. Oh my god, bro! First round team KO this guy. I mean, sometimes it translates. I mean, if you know, they always say they they football teams prefer a football player that has a wrestling background versus a football player that just has natural raw talent. They said football players that have wrestling backgrounds tend to do better than players that just exhibit natural talent. Um, What was I going to say? How about our cousin, man? Let's get away from Greg Hardy. I was just like, it's so exhausting. Yet again, this is just another exhausting storyline having to follow these people around. Long story short, we're going to see Greg Hardy again. It won't be on a main card, but it'll definitely be on so, like a prelim on a, or like a, yeah, like the prelims about, on ESPN. Let's talk about the shame in the Hernandez last the, name. Yo, yeah, okay. So we're both oh, Hernandez. And, uh, that's how we started. That's, <laughs> that's how we met on Twitter. We started joking. Oh, we're related. <laughs> and then we're here. But yeah. From the... Bro. That was such a... Uh, yo. Um, like when Donald started teeing off on him, I was like, "Ooh, yo, look at yo, look at Donald Cerrone." He, yo, he went off, man, and it just talk about a feel-good story for Donald Cerrone. The record continues. The cowboy goes on. Alex Hernandez has a valuable life lesson on where he goes from here, and. Well. Yo, what what about Cowboy getting this counter fight? How you feel about that? 
How you feel I am that? more than happy to sacrifice Connor getting his ass whooped. And that's not no disrespect to Connor, but it's a fight that I want only because that would be the nail in the coffin for the Connor McGregor train. There is you know, no, no you, there is no rematch f- for a guy like you know, Conor McGregor. If Donald Cerrone beats McGregor, there is no more rematches for Conor McGregor. He's going to get what he's going to get, and he's going to keep it moving like everybody else who's been humbled before him. Yeah, but the thing about Conor, bro, Conor is a, is a spectacle onto himself. But that's what so I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's a chance that Conor gets his ass beat, Donald Cerrone deserves that chance to beat him. Oh, but the, the reason I, I don't care if Donald beats him or not, I want Donald to get paid. That's, That's what I'm saying. He's gonna get, like, he, to get, get he gets super and, paid if he beats Connor. Yeah, no, but if you fight fighting Connor, period, you're gonna get paid. Yeah, but like so I said, if like, he beats him, it's gonna be that much more. That's the way. That's what I'm saying. That, I, I know I'm like, ca- I'm now, throwing. I'm casting a prediction that Donald Cerrone. You know, this obviously goes on the premise no, that no, I'm no. saying that Donald, Donald will beat no, no. him and Donald will be a good fight. I think honestly. I think it'll be a good fight. Like we, people will enjoy that. That'll be a great fight to promote on ESPN because Donald, man, Father Donald. No, Father. No, that's that's a pay per view card. That's like a that's like a that's a if that's gonna happen, it's gonna happen in the middle of the summer, and it's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen on ESPN. It will. It will never. No, no, no. no, You you misunderstood what I said. ESPN. I mean, you could promote them, have them on first take, have them on Sports Center. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. The other have the whole media. But you don't... I I would... That doesn't serve Donald Cerrone well because he doesn't do good with all that publicity. He likes to do his little podcast here and there. He does his little media thing. I think... I think Father Donald is better than than any Donald because, like, his last two fights, he has looked different. He just, like... It's like when he's in the cage, he has just a different look. Yeah, he's on a tear, man. That's a guy who's fighting... That's a guy who sees that you know. That's a guy who sees the light. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's like the DC that beats Stipe, man. You're looking at a yeah, man no. who sees the light. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, just. But, a, but you know, you know what's the difference with with, with Donald now than, than before, right? Is it the hair? Huh? Is it the hair? Oh, he has a son. Oh yeah, I mean. So yo, since he had since he had that kid, he's been on a on a different on a different tear, bro. Yeah. And and good, and good for him. Like he I said, different. he deserves it. Yo, Cowboy's the man. Cowboy's yeah, the man. man. I don't, I don't no, like that's just like that's man. another that's he's another guy man. that you just you gotta get behind. Nobody you can't try to talk He'll all the shit. Next week. Yeah. He'll fight next week. Like if you tell him, Oh, I want you to fight um anybody, he'll fight them next week. And that's a shame. This is what's gonna hurt D- Donald Cerrone more than anything, is that Conor McGregor, if they do ink this deal, Conor McGregor's gonna want damn near a whole year to prepare for this fight. And they're gonna and they're gonna give it to him. And I think it's bullshit. I think Donald Cerrone does better when he fights short short notice. He fights like under pressure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and, I'm and, saying Donald Donald's a real G. Like yeah. I love Donald Cerrone, bro. And you know what? Well, we we couldn't come from two different backgrounds. But that's when he my leaves, right there, bro. when he leaves, I'm gonna be just as sad as when Matt Hughes left the sport. Oh my God, yo! Prepare, when Matt prepare Hughes, when Matt Hughes. When Matt Hughes decided to leave the UFC, I couldn't have been more heartbroken. I didn't know who to love. 
uh, Anderson Silva was still kind of like young in the in the in the legendary status. You know, he wasn't even like a legend in the UFC yet. The Oda Machida era was just starting to pop off. You know, like it was just weird. It was just it was just weird. It was a weird. It was just so weird seeing Matt Hughes away from the sport. And when Donald Cerrone leaves, I'm gonna like that's gonna I'm gonna have to take a week off of work. You think? Do you think that? Um... Anderson Silva should be fighting at 43 years old. Randy Couture did it. Yeah, I'm not. Randy... I'm not worried about Anderson Silva, the fighter with the skill. I'm worried about that damn leg, yo. That every ever since that I saw that shit live. Oh my that, god! That he, Chris Weidman fight. I was in the middle of drinking a big old glass of beer at the L House, and I was like. <laughs> Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I legit, yeah, I felt like in my chest, my legs, I had to, I, I went to the doctor the very next day to make sure my leg wasn't broke. Like, I, to be honest, I really feel we, 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 we should have a legends division. Nah. Because like, yeah, it man. wouldn't even be tight, because it, it just wouldn't be like, I mean, it, I don't Sometimes know. You I, just like the spectacle, like you want to see Ramp, Rampage fight. You don't care yeah, what it's just, in the, in there's the too much, there's too much, like I said. Crap. The issue is that there's too much right now to choke down. You know what I'm saying? Like it's too, between yeah, these bro. these these crazy storylines with these guys. These like guys, there's too, there's too many storylines. These guys gotta get paid, bro, and people want to see big names. And yeah, but the problem is, is that paid. the new the new UFC fan could care less who Cain uh, Cain Velasquez is right now. Only the diehard fans really care about Cain Velasquez. Yeah, all right, all right. You know, when when, when Conor Nate Mauricio. Mauricio Shogun Rua just won his last fight, and nobody's talking about it. J- Freaking JDS just right. won. You're right. You know what I'm saying? J- right. Excuse me, Glover Teixeira just won. Ain't nobody talking right. about it. That's what I'm saying. The new, right. the new UFC right. fan does not care about these guys that they know are old and that are on their way out. They care about right, the Connors. Because... They care about the Max Holloways. They care about the TJ. You know what I'm saying? Like the young the young gangsters. You know what I'm saying? The Nate Diaz's. Yeah. They don't care about the jer- you know the men that... The men that literally put this sport on their back, they don't care about right. those guys anymore, and that's what hurts. Because because I'm assuming because I'm assuming people are like me that you want to see these. Guys yeah, listen, together. you know I would love to listen. I would love to see Lyoto Machida, Anderson Silva, Glover Teixeira, Mauricio Shogun Rua. Yo, fuck it, bring back Big Nog and Little Nog. Bring back Tim Sylvia. Bring back yeah. yo. I'm saying, bring back yeah. yeah. Just yo, put him on a fucking Royal Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Remember that Russian MMA shit that they had like five people fighting each other at the same time in the octagon? Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. it. But you know what it is? We're like old fans. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you know, like when you used to, we used to watch baseball with your grandpa. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and abuelo would be like, you know why? I remember when I went to Yankee Stadium back in 1967. Uh, that's who we are now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like when you talk, your 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 old family be like, "Oh, I remember when watching, you know, watching that Jack Dempsey fight in the ring back in the yeah, day." Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talk yeah, about that's who we are oh, now. I remember seeing Chavez, seeing Chavez and Hagler. Yeah, yeah Felix yeah, Trinidad, yeah. all the OGs. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we grew up on. Now, that's that's what we are now. We are now the older generation that that saw so many fights that we, you know, we're the ones that we sit with our kids when they like the UFC or the new generation. You know, like there's like a UFC gathering and you see a bunch of fools talking about Conor McGregor this, Conor McGregor that, and then it's like, man, do you remember oh, yeah. GSP versus Matt Serra? Do you remember you know what? Kane Velasquez versus Tim Sylvia? 
Did you see Khabib saying that he wants to go to 170 to fight GSP? Yeah, but everybody wants a piece of GSP because they know that's, you know. Think, and that's, but think, that's not, a, you know, it's funny. That's not really a money fight. GSP, even GSP and his legendary status, that's not, not even not, a money fight for the UFC because Michael Bisping and GSP didn't do, listen, for the diehard fans, it was the biggest thing since fucking sliced cheese. Yeah, I actually thought it was, a, it was, it was, it was whack. I'd rather see Robert Whitaker and Michael Bisping. I mean, yes, I but I'm saying sense. like, like, you knew Michael Bisping was on his way out, and he wanted that the payday fight. So you can't knock it. You can't knock the. Payday you know, but like in terms of numbers, it didn't. The story that storyline didn't really sell that well. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know who? You know who I want to see though, right? Who? I want to see. I want to see Brock and DC. So DC could beat Brock and ride off in the sunset. Forget about John Jones. I don't want to hear about John Jones in DC no more. Leave DC alone. Yeah, I mean, just I, I don't. I'd rather I'd rather literally fight. I want DC to just get paid. How about the UFC just cut yeah. the guy, cut the man a damn check, and just not even have him yeah, fight yeah, anymore? Yeah, How about yeah, that? Just give him, just give him so twenty even, million dollars. Listen, I don't even want to see Brock. I don't want to see Brock, yeah. and 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 I don't think anybody really is gonna care for Brock less than a. I mean, you're gonna get a bunch of WWE casuals. Okay. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? But that's but DC that's it. Pay-per-view, but yeah, but the. DC gets pay-per-view points. I know. I know that's he's going to... Listen, I, I, we know he's going to get paid, but that's the thing. I want, I want DC to get paid enough money for he won't have to go get a job in a phone Can we just cut the man a check and let him ride off into the yeah. sunset? Yo, let's go. Like, just let like, it go like, already. Let him go. It's like... It's like, ah, right, you know what, what pisses me off? You know what really grinds my gears like they <laughs> Right? Uh, I'm an independent contractor, right? Yeah. I literally... I literally could go wherever the hell I want. Uh-huh. Right? These guys can't because they have a contract. Yeah. So the, if you sign a contract, doesn't it mean that you are an employee? Yeah, you're you're going to be talking about like this Project Spearhead and like the fighters no, 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 union. No, no, no. Oh, forget about the fighters union because not everybody's the same. Not everybody deserves the same. Sad to say. But like, like a person like Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell should not have to be put putting up his hand to do anything for money. Yo, I remember having little kids getting Mohawks because of Chuck Liddell. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, this guy's broke? Come on, man. That's not fair. You feel me? It's like certain guys deserve to have money, bro. Like, if you have big wins and, and, and like, you headline pay-per-views, you should at least get that four or five million dollar payday, bro. I just think that the UFC has expanded their roster so much because this is, remember, back in the day when Chuck Liddell was fighting, the UFC roster was about a third of its size. So they had the Still money to wrong. divvy. I feel like, the, the, the yes, the UFC has money. I just feel like it's being spread so thin with having... This is what I'm hoping that the ESPN... See, the ESPN card was very good from the, the early prelims to the main card. This was like a lot less to deal with than... Um, mm-hmm. You know, look, the early prelims, there was only three fights. Normally, the yeah. early prelims are like fucking five or six fights. And then the, 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 the prelim card is another five or six fights. And then the main card is like... Five I'm not fights. Like, yeah, four, five yeah. or six. There's too so, much fights. I like that three, three, three. three, three well, this one is... The, the, the main event had one, two, three, four, five, six. Had six. So it was three, four, and six. So keep it like that. The pacing is good that way. You know what I'm saying? That way we really enjoy. Yeah, I, yeah, I got good fights, man. Like, good fights. 
Like, like, and then like Dustin Poirier, he a good fighter, bro. But I don't want you to be 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 like waiting to fight Tony or Khabib. That's the problem Potter. too. Is that everybody's waiting for a fight? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's yeah. strategically being. You know, like it's just. Yeah. Like, like I like, said, this. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, like Tony could say, because Tony's been on what? On a... I'm listening. Hello? Yeah, yeah, right. Tony's been on a 12 fight win streak. He he has to wait for his fight. You beat, you beat Anthony Pettis. After Anthony Pettis, who else? He beat Eddie Alvarez. And who else? Uh Oh, he beat Dustin Poirier. Who are you talking about? Tony Ferguson? No, no, Dustin Poirier. Who has he beaten? He beat Eddie Alvarez, right, in the rematch, right? He beat Justin Gaethje. Gaethje and Anthony Pettis. Does that call him to get a title shot? I would say the Justin Gaethje part is what disqualifies him from getting the title shot. That's what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, bro. Because Justin Gaethje had just lost to freaking Eddie Alvarez prior. Yes, so so stop waiting for the for for these fights, bro, and fight. And then it's it's easy then, for it's easier to say, you know, it's easier said than done, you know. Like it's just, uh, bro. He was about to get that Nadia's fight. And yeah, and then he, it fell through. He got injured. Yeah, he got injured. Yeah, and he got injured. Bro, take a fight. You know, it's just it's so hard. Like, it's it's hard when you get offered a, a, a nice payday and then it, it falls through and then you got to fight for significantly less. Nobody wants what happened to. Nobody wants what happened to Cub Swanson and Frankie Edgar to happen to them. Yeah. What happened to Cub well, Swanson and Frankie Edgar when it came to Brian Ortega, nobody wants to deal with yeah, that. Bro, nobody wants to bro, give up bro, that bro, spot. Bro, bro, everybody needs to be realistic, okay? Everybody has to stop trying to do the Conor McGregor blueprint. Stop, stop, stop. The difference, what people are not understanding is, you know what's the difference between Conor McGregor and every other fighter? What's up? Country behind him. He has a fucking continent behind him. American fight fans, we're not that loyal. For example, people travel from Ireland. Conor McGregor fight on the team in a bar in Las Vegas. Yeah. We're we're not that committed as fans. So at the end of the day, stop trying to follow his man blueprint. I just think if the UFC paid more. I mean, like I said, it's easier if it's it's easier said and said than done. Yeah, but, I just but, think if the but, UFC paid a little bit more to their fighters, they might be more accepting of bro, fights. But it's hard when bro, you're getting paid peanuts to just take a damn but, fight. But you the, know what I'm saying? Like, but the thing, but the thing. All right, so don't start complaining about Stephen A. Smith. You get my point? Oh, you, I, I get you what you're saying. Like, money, you, you're gonna have to take the Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, yeah, because they got to generate revenue elsewhere. Exactly, brother. You feel me? So, I mean, I, I guess I could kind of see that, you know. Um, oh, just some I want honorable, these guys to get paid. I want these guys to get paid. Some honorable mentions for the uh, ESPN card. Shout out to Joanne Calderwood, JoJo. Uh, the sweetest talking Irish woman who beat uh, Ariane Lipsky. Uh she wanted Jessica I. She called out Jessica I. Unfortunately, I think they said that Jessica I is going to be fighting Valentina Shevchenko. It just kind of shows you how shallow these divisions are. I like the fact that Jessica I is kind of like on the comeback, but she's four and five. Just saying. Yeah. 
You right, know what I'm saying? Right, and now right. she's and now she's gonna fight. She's gonna fight a murderer in Valentina Shevchenko. You look at Holly Holm, that had to fight Cyborg twice, because there was literally nobody that could throw against Cyborg. Yo, but what do you think about the Valentina and Amanda at 125? Nah. 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 What do you think I'm about good. Valentina? What, what you think about Valentina and Amanda? The the last fight that they had. Do you think? What, what did you score? How did you score that? That was a, that was a either way. I felt like some. I felt like. I feel, I feel like it was a draw. I feel yeah, like there were more fights. But that's the thing. I I felt like the draw. referees. Like it's only recently that we're starting to see a couple more draws pop up on the store scorecards, but I feel up until recently, uh, judges handing out draws was too few and too far in between. I felt like there's so many fights that we could even the Demetrius Johnson Henry Cejudo fight. I could I I we could argue about it being a draw. You know what I'm saying? Deontay Wilder, even though Deontay Wilder, um, in my eyes lost that fight. I would have been. It, it was a draw. I like the draw. You know, or you know, like it just we need more draws. If I think it's it sells better than a a, a win loss. I, I like think the they draw. need. I like the draw. I like the draws. Like that um, Connor and Nate. Connor and Nate too should have been a draw. That should have been a draw. Yeah, definitely. Um, who else did did we get everybody from? Pretty much Joseph. Page. Oh man. Sasha Page. I I apologize earlier for saying about Joseph Benavidez um retiring. I meant to say Bermudez retiring. Um Joseph see and there's another one. Joseph Benavidez and Dustin Ortiz. Yeah. That was such a technical wrestling fight. It was such I'm a technical You're gonna have to forgive me, I didn't watch that fight. I was Joseph I- Benavidez versus Dustin Ortiz. I picked that to be fight of the night, sadly. Uh, it was a wrestling. It was a very technical. It was a good fight, but it was very technical and wrestling. It was only wrestling. There was no knockout. It was strictly probably the highest level wrestling I've seen in a UFC fight in a very long time. They were really going at it. And credit to Dustin Ortiz, he did lose the fight, but boy, did he make sure that Joseph Benavidez worked for everything. Worked for everything. He made him work. And, and then Joseph gets the end of the short end of the stick. Because Henry's going to go fight TJ at 135, and what's going to happen to 125? Yeah, so I, I apologize, people, earlier when when, when we mentioned uh, when, when... when We're not journalists, so we don't know exactly... No, 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 I just, you know what it is, I was thinking of, of Bermuda's when he um when oh. he said that he retired, and when you had said Actually, that, you had, asked, you, you had told me Joseph Benavidez got the short end of the stick, you were speaking in reference to Henry Cejudo, and what he's doing with the title going forward from now yeah. and Joseph Benavidez having to wait. I was thinking yeah. in my mind of Dennis Bermudez who is retiring and he's hey. Dennis Bermudez is the one that's kind of moving on with his Come career. Hey. So but part of me. We're, we're fans. We ain't journalists. Man. Yeah. We're so we got to, we got to be allowed to make these mistakes. Another wrestling, uh, for lack of a better word, another wrestle fuck was, uh, Gregor Gillespie versus Yancy Medeiros. Uh, that's another one where Gregor Gillespie just literally them down, scared, just pinned his ass down and yeah, was just, was you know, he got what the, about, he got the TKO around yes. too, but Yancey is as tough as they come, but Jesus Christ, I had no idea that Gregor Gillespie was that dangerous Bro. of a wrestler. 
and he got the he got the TKO in round two. It just was man, that wrestling is. I tell you, I see. I feel like the best UFC fighters have the best wrestling game. I feel like if you got a healthy level of rest, if you got a strong wrestling background with some good striking, you're gonna go far, kid. Yes, sir. So, um, anything else, my brother? Uh, yeah, you know, we forgot about the Paige Van Zant, Rachel Ostovich so, fight. Uh, I, for those of y'all who, I tried to page out my girl Paige. I said. Paige, congratulations. She didn't look very good. Uh, Rachel was kind of ragdolling her around. But lo and behold, Paige held out just long enough, and she got the submission, that crazy elbow. You heard Rachel screaming at the top of her lungs when she tapped out. That was heart. Yeah. That broke my heart. I had to mute the TV for yeah. a second. I was like, oh. oh. She broke her arm. Um, Paige says she heard it pop three times. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I feel so bad for Rachel. I hope everything's okay. And hopefully she comes back soon because we need to see. And that's... And that's why I'm kind of pissed off at all these people bringing up that storyline. They might have had it distracted. She probably, well, yeah, she might have been distracted. We ne- we didn't, we'll never know. And I know, listen, the toughest fighter will always tell you that they're, nothing distracts them. They're always heading the game. But, you know, <laughs> you could easily say what you could say that to say that to Ronda Rousey when she lost to Holly Holm. That she wasn't ah. fucking dist- Tell me that Ronda Rousey wasn't distracted. No, I just think Holly was a better fighter. I think Ronda was completely jacked up, especially in that the stare down. Remember when Holly Holm put her fist in her face and Ronda yeah. Rousey lost it? Yeah, but um, it's like it's like the same thing with Amanda. I think she's just a better fighter. I yeah, think Amanda. I think Amanda's the truth, honestly. Like she's she should be considered the goat. So, oh, that's right, two thirty three. I forgot UFC. I was gonna ask you uh, who your picks for UFC two thirty three, but I forgot it was canceled. Um, who do we have coming up next? Oh man, the day before my son's birthday, Super Bowl Saturday. We have Fight Night one forty four. It's gonna be on ESPN Plus. Let me see who's on the prelims. We have Alexa Grasso versus Mariana Rodriguez. I won't. I'm not going to pick anything from the prelims, uh, unless I see somebody interesting. Oh, Junior Albini is fighting, but I don't know who he's fighting. Somebody, Jarinzo Rastreak. I don't know. I'm five and zero. Oh. Uh, Tiago Alves is fighting Max Griffin. I'm going to go with Tiago Alves, just because. Um, I go with Mac. I'm going to go with Max Griffin because Tiago's washed up. Damn, savage. <laughs> um, let's see for the main card. Uh wow. So this is a tough card. A tough card to look at right now. Charles Oliveira versus David Tamer. You have a twenty five and eight going up against the eight and one. Um then you got Damian Maya fighting. Uh Lehman Good. That should be a good fight. Wait, uh, but February you, gonna be, you know, you know that February is gonna be a good month, right, brother? Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the f- 144 fight card, and then you got Jose Aldo versus Renato Moitiano or Moitiano. Uh, who do you got on that one? Jose. I think Jose comes back with a vengeance. I think Jose comes yeah. back and he looks like vintage Jose, uh, Jose Aldo. I'm rooting for him, especially after getting fucking snuffed Ooh. by. Matt. Marlon Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not even gonna you know listen. Uh, Rafael Asuncao, I I respect you. I think more. I think Marlon Marais is on a hot streak. I think he's just too nice. 
I think right now he's got his head in the game. I think he's hungry, and uh, I think he's gonna take out the. I think he's gonna take the W. I, I think if if he wins in impressive fat fashion, he should get the a title shot. Oh, I mean, he should have got a title shot already, but you know, you know how the UFC go. Sir. And then we got UFC oh. 234, Robert Whitaker versus Kevin Gastelum. Who you got? I got Robert Whitaker. Whitaker. I got Whitaker yeah, as well. How about how about Negano and Velasquez? Are they fighting in the prelims? No, that's no. the nineteenth. That's the nineteenth, I think. The seventeenth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The seventeenth. Yeah, on the UFC fight night. I got uh, Cain. I got. Well, so, I'm scared because Cain Velasquez has had so many surgeries, and he looks Ooh. he looks like a brick shit house right now. Oh, but we have an exciting year coming up. We have, we have Lewis versus Sam. Oh, Cron Gracie's fighting on that card, on uh, on, uh, card? We- on February seventeenth. Cron Gracie, he's having his first UFC fight, four and zero. I like Cron. He's gonna fight Alex Caceres. That's a good. That's a gimme fight. Do you, we can't go with gimme fights. Yeah, yeah, we Ooh. saw. Angelus Thirdly fighting Jimmy Rivera. I was gonna say, yeah, we got a lot of. Oh wow, we could sp- we could spend more time yeah. talking. I'm like going down to the. I could sit here and make a whole of the podcast just going through each yeah, and every. For real, for real, for real. <laughs> so all right, man, it's getting it's, it's getting kind of late. <laughs> all right, so with that being said, we probably had much more to talk about, but we just got carried away. We were just all over the place. Uh, again, we don't support domestic violence, please. So any of the points made on this were not to harp on domestic violence. We were just talking about the nature of the stories and their impact on. MMA fans as a whole and the fighters as a whole and the UFC machine. Um, shout out to everybody that competed. Uh, and I want to thank you again, Jesus, a.k.a. Zeus, for coming on the podcast. And Thank you. Thanks for having me, my brother. And not next week, but the following week is when we'll, whatchamacallit, February, the week of February 2nd, we'll be back with the next episode uh, the next MMA episode of the Not a Paid Sponsor podcast. So, with that being said, I appreciate you guys coming out. I know it's an, a bit, a bit, a bit of an abrupt ending, but uh, we like we talked, we basically talked ourselves into a brick wall. We couldn't go any further without like speculating and turning this into like a Joe Rogan experience for like a three-hour podcast. So, again, thank you guys. I hope you guys have a lovely evening, and I will see you guys next week. <laughs>